What number is this, Chip? Zilch, 184. Mickey does Fallon. A new Beatland book details. 7A Records News. The Monkeys in Goldmine Magazine. And more. Always room for more. That's right. <laughs> okay, don't, mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short, I know. You're listening to Zilch, a Monkeys podcast. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys. I am your host, Ken Mills, and I'm also joined by Christine Wolf. Welcome back to Zilch. Glad to be here. Always good to be here on Zilch. It's been a little bit, but uh, it's, it's good to be talking with you again, Ken. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd like to send a shout out to all the other podcasts that are out there now. When we first started this, and there's been some that have come and some that have gone, but when we first started Zilch, uh, there was nothing else like this. And it's it's amazing. I like to send a shout out to the Monkey's Pad and, of course, our uh, friends over at Monkeying Around Podcast. And, you know, there's so much great monkey media out there. You know, mm-hmm. everything from uh, Aaron Handy's Monkey's Film Vault. There's the Cool Cherry Cream uh, page that if you're not part of, you need to check that out. It's got pictures of every episode. It's got the monkey's pad layout. It's got everything. It's such a great place. And then of course we've got monkey's live almanac, which is just wonderful. So I encourage you to check all that stuff out. Yeah. You know, I want to circle back to cool cherry cream for just a second there, although they have long been, uh, our, go-to resource for still photos um, of the show and some concerts. Uh, They have really built out that site too. There are way more than pictures and they've got scripts. They've got uh, lyrics. lyrics. That's right. I was just going to say lyrics. So yeah, everybody check it out. They are a really cool resource. Absolutely. And it's great to be part of the monkey verse with them. And it is wonderful to be part of it with you our listeners and our friends out there. And of course you can find us on our Facebook page and uh, we have a lot of fun over there. It it is wonderful. It's, you know, surprisingly a busy time of the year. Uh, (laughs) And it seems like the monkeys fans always have something going, even if it's something, you know, that that might not excite the big world, right? The, The world out there because monkeys fans were in, our, Our own little own world. Little world. There you go. Of course, you know, <laughs> I had to go there. But I would like to kick off this episode with a shout out to the real Peter Tork official mm-hmm. presence and Facebook page. Oh, and, gosh, we uh, love them. Love them so much. Mm-hmm. They recently made a wonderful post that mentions us. And I'm, I just like to read that because it just touched our hearts so much. And, um, uh, the real Peter Tork official page writes, it wouldn't be a celebration without resharing not only our favorite, but Peter's favorite interview in 2016. Peter wanted to know what we knew about this zilch thing, a podcast that he had heard about, listened to and was intrigued by the quality of the information shared by and the style of the podcaster, Ken Mills. 
So after multiple messages and calls, Ken and Peter talked over Zoom. This interview was the result. Forever after, Peter referred to Ken, Christine, Wolf, and Sarah Clark as his hashtag Zilch Crew. And whenever Shoe Suede Blues was hitting the road, we always made sure to let them know. We are so grateful to Zilch for their support of Peter and his projects. They helped us spread the word, arrange events, and gave Peter a platform he hadn't had before. Most of all, we are grateful for, the, for their continued friendship, and we love you, Zilch, a Monkeys podcast. Well, we love the real Peter Tork official page right back. I almost feel like we're dating. <laughs> it's a polyamorous thing, isn't it? There you go. There you go. <laughs> but out of all the social media presences of the the guys, shall we say, the spirit of Peter Tork is there. You know what I mean? It the the vibe is there, everything that Peter was about, and they've done an, a wonderful job. Just such a wonderful job. You know, they've always uh, embodied the spirit and character of Peter uh, while he was alive and have continued on even after his passing. And, you know, I've read that post myself. I've heard you read it now. And every time I read it or hear it, it just warms my heart because that really is the embodiment of of Peter's message. And in a larger scale, the message of the monkeys of love is understanding and, and peace and love and brown rice and waterbeds and <laughs> cool music. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, it, it just buoys me. Uh, and I know it does for you too, Ken, to have other voices joining in spreading love, uplifting one another, making those connections and keeping them strong because that's what ultimately will win the day. And yes. I'm so, so glad for Zilch um, continuing to be that voice and, uh, and putting that message in everything we do. It got to. And, got you know, you. Uh, since we were last on the microphone together – we lost Burt Backrack, right? And yeah. that song, uh, What the World Needs Now, is Love, Sweet Love, and now more than ever, right? Mm -hmm. But sticking along with Peter Tork and the Real Peter Tork official page, they made a post today, and this is the time of year when we celebrate Davy Jones and remember Davy Jones. They write, today we are remembering Davy Jones. And then there's a quote, some people come into our lives and leave footprints in our hearts, and we will never, ever be the same. They also write, remembering Davy Jones today, tomorrow, and always, sending hugs to everyone who needs one, especially Talia, Sarah, Jessica, and Annabelle. So that is with love from the real Peter Tork official Facebook team. So, And I know that you and I and everybody associated with Zilch um, echo that sentiment, and, uh, and we especially hold his girls uh, in our hearts and minds um, on a day like today, every day, but especially on, you know, the commemorative dates. Absolutely. And there is, you know, with all things, a Zilch episode for that. If you go back to Zilch 25, we celebrate Davy Jones. That's a long form uh, episode. There's also episode 82, Celebrate Davy. That's a lot of fun. And there are a few more, but another one that's really good is episode 50, 
with the Harold Bronson interview, as we remember, Davy. So there's just a few things you can check out, and it's it's all there for you. And just glad to be part of this with you. And we celebrate Davy, and we remember Davy. That's one of the good things about a podcast, right? We try to be timely, of course, and uh, and deliver the news and the happenings when they're current, but there are lots of um, special moments in the archives, and they live on forever. And so if anyone is interested, is looking for, gee, I wonder if Zilch did an episode about dot, dot, dot. Yeah, we probably did. Um, so I encourage you to, to dig deep into the archives. Uh, we will be with you whenever and wherever you are. That's right. And we've talked about Peter, we've talked about Davy. we're going to talk about Mike in a roundabout sort of way. But to do that, we're going to talk about 7A Records. And they are proud to present the debut album by the Lemon Sherberts with their album More Affordable Lemons. Check that out, especially if you're into power pop. That's new on their label. They've got uh, Macy Gray coming out with an album from her. And to continue with the monkey verse theme, 7A announces the 50th anniversary edition of Michael Nesmith's sixth and final album for RCA Records, pretty much your standard ranch stash. Released in the United States on both compact disc and 180 gram gray gatefold vinyl on April 14th, uh, it's going to be a week earlier in the UK, by the way. The compact disc version will feature a 36-page color booklet with their liner notes by Monkey's author, historian, and producer Andrew Sandoval. Included in the 50th anniversary edition is the 1973 alternate version of Marie's theme, and with all things 7A, it's going to be great packaging. It's, it's going to be worth picking up, so place your orders now, if not sooner. <laughs> I I have uh, I've placed my order for both the LP and the CD. Uh, you know, I didn't used to be like that. Uh, <laughs> I thought, okay, um, uh, one version of the media is enough. Um, and with seven A releases, especially, there's always something that makes it worth getting both. Um, and so a, I'm really a game changer. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, yes, the packaging is always terrific. The extras are always top notch. Um, but but so is the mastering and the and the engineering. And, and uh, you know, the, it's, it, we say it all the time. It is a really quality product always from 7A, even if it's not the monkeys. Um, you know, we are, are a monkeys podcast. But you know, I want to touch on that more affordable lemons. Uh, I've heard that, that CD, and uh, I got a sneak preview of it. If you like power pop, if you like the 60s uh, pop, you're going to like this. So don't sleep on that one. Hats off once again to 7A Records. Here is a sample of the lemon sherbets, just so you can check it out. Distances between two smiles You're never alone when you're smiling From up here we can see four miles I told you the hills were worth climbing Baby, you've been looking tired lately Honeybee The closest distances between two smiles You're never alone when you're smiling 
get that on 7A Records. Now, before we get to the main meat of our show today, there's still a couple more points, right? Uh, one thing I'd like to talk about, and this this is kind of uh, a little bit off the beaten path, but we all love Coco Dolan. She is just so wonderful. She lends her voice and her heart and her personality to all the Monkees fans, and she's just been a presence in the Monkees universe and just part of... Uh, being on that stage and singing all those great songs. And, you know, the other day I was listening to Magic Man by the band Heart. And I know that every once in a while, the the Mickey Dolan's band, they'll slip a new song in. Like, for example, Mickey doing For What It's Worth, right? The old Buffalo Springfield song. Or maybe uh, him and Coco doing Can't Buy Me Love and Get Back. You know, things like that. But I was listening to Magic Man by Heart, and I'm like, man... Coco would have fun with this. And I just think the band would too, you know, from the drums and the guitar and the bass and keyboards and everything. I just think it could be a kick-ass song for oh, yeah. the Mickey Dolan's band to do with, you know, featuring the great Coco Dolan's. And I just want to throw it out to everybody listening today. The question for the day, the zilch question for the day, <laughs> uh, let us know on the Facebook page. But if you could pick any song for Coco Dolan's to sing, with the Mickey Dolan's band, what would it be? Or even if she did a solo thing or an, an EP or something, I don't know. But another what one, would it be? by yeah, the way, yeah. she's done a couple. That's, that's right. right. That's right. So Christine, do you have any thing that you like jumps out at you? Like that would be cool to hear Coco do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, she is, um, she's kind of made a name for herself within the monkeys fandom, um, for her covers of what I call, um, powerful female, um, singers, vocals, performances, um, white rabbit, of course. And she did a version of different drum and she often sings that when she is touring with the Mickey Dolan's band. Uh, and, uh, it makes me think um, immediately of When Will I Be Loved, um, which was popularized by Linda Ronstadt in uh, like, like 1974, 75 off of her Heart Like a Wheel album. If, if you folks are not familiar with it, um, check it out. But it is I, I, what I like so much about Linda is her just man, can she belt. And Coco can too. So I can totally see Coco standing there and belting out that song, you know, that great acapella intro. And then, and then the band kicks in. Uh, I think that, I think that um, the band with Mickey would absolutely cook on both of those uh, tracks. So let's put it out there to the universe and, and maybe it will be so one day. We'll manifest. Yes, that's um, right. Namaste. <laughs> Namiomi Rinky Q. Exactly, exactly. Where'd you get that off the cereal box? Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, but here's here's another weird one. Hot Stuff, the Donna Summer song, which would oh. incorporate John Billings because he played bass for Donna Summer. And anyway, it would just be kick-ass because that's what they do. So That's right. A lot of fun. And our last bit of Monkeys news for the day from Monkeys Live Almanac, our friends over at Monkeys Live Almanac. Uh, they say that Mickey Dolenz and the Monkeys are the featured story in the upcoming April-May 2023 issue of Goldmine. 
which will include an interview with Mickey Dolenz by music journalist and New York Times bestselling writer Ken Sharp, a good friend of mine, as Mickey prepares to launch his spring tour in celebration of the landmark Monkees album 1967's Headquarters. So keep an eye on the Goldmine web store or Barnes & Noble or wherever you can get magazines. And uh, so it'll be at your local bookstore. And uh, order it. If, it if they don't carry it, order yes. it, they'll get it for you on March 1st. So you can order it the actual physical edition. It's also going to be available on Amazon Kindle. And uh, so check it out, definitely worth your time. And you know, Ken Sharp, he's no stranger to doing a couple monkeys covers either. He, he did a couple Davy uh, monkeys covers. That was a that was a blast. That's right, and he did so. Let's play this ad for Peter Mills's book. We'll be right back right after this with the meat of today's episode of Zilch 184. Hello, this is Peter Mills. I'm the author of the book The Monkeys, Head and the Sixties, which is the first in-depth study of their 1968 movie. It looks at the history of the band right from their beginnings in 1965, right through their success, the movie, the 70s comebacks. The book also looks at the 33 and a third TV special, the Monkeys MTV revival, a lizard sunning itself on a rock, all the way through to 2016's Good Times. The book is available from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and no doubt other online stores, and is also available as a Kindle download. Check out The Monkeys, Head and the Sixties. Hi, this is Mickey Dolans of The Monkeys, and you're listening to Zilch. So... Everybody, you know, our hearts were all at Twitter, which is nothing to do with Twitter itself, right? It's, it's. You, you know. <laughs> our hearts were filled with joy to find out that Mickey Dolenz, uh was going to be on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon on February 27th. And of course, instantly everybody was like, well, gee, I wonder what's going to happen. Is the band going to be with them? And, is, you know, and I, are they going to let him come onto the couch? Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> yes to all of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. The first thing is like, people were saying like, I wonder if the band's going to go. And John Billing said, you know, I think quest love and the guys got Mickey covered as far as, <laughs> backing him up and uh he was right he was right uh those guys are wonderful the roots are great mm -hmm. and uh you know this is the kind of thing that we're you know everybody's excited when it happens and then later people will discuss it you know that uh but it was a very quick appearance but it did exactly what it was supposed to it reminded people that hey mickey dolans is out there hey he's going on tour hey he's got a book right Wait, what? A book? A book. That's <laughs> <No>. right. A book. <laughs> and uh, before we play some of the audio from the Jimmy Fallon's appearance, you have uh, something that was timed pretty much uh, as soon as, you know, Andrew has mentioned this book over the last year or so. He's talked about it here on Zilch. So this is not a super big surprise, but. Right. All of these things are like a timed release, like a like a time release capsule, right? Well, that's PR one hundred and one. Exactly. You, you organize and and set your set your release schedule. That's right. Yeah. So right after uh, Mickey's appearance, um, uh, there was a post in social media, and then those of us who are already on the email list received an email from Beatland Books. And they have announced uh, that they there will be their second book 
It's set for publication. It's called I'm Told I Had a Good Time, The Mickey Dolan's Archives, Volume 1. Now let's stop right there. Yeah. Volume 1. I know. That sounds like a lot of fun. And you know, Peter would say to Mickey, so you finally worked that into a book title, huh? (laughs) that's right that's right so it's set for release on november 7 of 2023 and the book is the result of a multi-year excavation of mickey's astonishing personal collection there will be over 500 pages and i'm told i had a good time highlights this treasure trove of photography artwork handwritten lyrics, scripts, and assorted ephemera. (laughs) I love that. We love ephemera. I do, especially when it's assorted. Uh, Assorted ephemera. Does it come any other way? Uh, Well, (laughs) I think now it's an organized ephemera. Yeah, organized ephemera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Spanning the 1940s through the 70s. I'm told I had a good time will be available for pre-order starting in June of 2023. If you are not a Beatland book newsletter subscriber, I encourage you to go over there and get your name on that list. But um, to continue on, as a Beatland books newsletter subscriber, you will be the first in line for information on how to get your books. And there will be not just one version, not just two versions. But three, three. <laughs> the number uh, is three. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> there will be right. three different versions. Yeah, a hand-numbered, signed, super deluxe edition with bonus content, a numbered deluxe hardback edition, and an unnumbered flexi-bound edition. So this is similar to the uh, Monkey's Day-by-Day revision that Andrew did a couple of years ago. He's, so they'll, what that means is there are multiple price points, and we don't know any of those details yet, but obviously with three different versions, there will be three different price points so that hopefully everybody who is interested will be able to get their hands on a copy. Fantastic. The first volume... Uh, of which they hope Beatland Books hopes will be a series. It chronicles Dolan's childhood in L.A. and growth as an actor and performer in Circus Boy, through to his earlier, or sorry, sorry, through to his early music endeavors with such groups as the Spartans and Mickey and the One Nighters. When Mickey was cast in the Monkees, he preserved every move they made from unpublished color shots on the set of their pilot to rare telegrams and keepsakes from their early days. In particular, the group's most successful period of touring in 1967 is chronicled in depth with stunning unpublished images direct from the original negatives. In all, the group's spectacular impact on record and film and the aftermath is recorded in Volume 1, up until Mickey's move to the UK in 1977. Now, what's interesting is Dolan's was not only an avid chronicler of the monkey's activities, but also the intensely creative circle that was around him, including uh, never-before-seen images of the Jimi Hendrix experience, Otis Redding, the Rolling Stones' Brian Jones and Ron Wood, Little Richard, Fats Domino, Jerry Lee Lewis, Harry Nilsson, Ringo Starr, Keith Moon, Alice Cooper, Jack Nicholson, Stephen Stills, David Crosby, and Peter Fonda, among others. 
So that's, I mean, it, it, even if your interest is only the monkeys, it's cool that their, um, how their paths crossed with all these other people are, will be included in the book. But perhaps the most poignant photographs are his images of the other monkeys, Davy Jones, Peter Tork, and Michael Nesmith. They are seen at their happiest, captured in the act of music or mischief-making. The book also includes images from Mickey's film library, working drafts of the hit song Randy Scouse Git, and a goldmine of personal mementos. For the text, Dolan's delivers a running commentary culled from new interviews recorded during the discovery process. For decades, Mickey Dolan's archives had been a fabled part of Monkey's history, and now they will be presented in a deluxe fashion, printed in the highest quality, and delivered to your door. I'm told I had a good time. The Mickey Dolan's Archives, Volume 1, will only be available directly from beatlandbooks.com. So you definitely want to get in there and uh, register your email at beatlandbooks.com. Yes. And I want to also uh, mention the closing remarks that were made on this email. As we mark more than 10 years today since the passing of David Jones, it is poignant to ponder the loss that we still feel. Davy, Michael, and Peter had such deep connections with their fans around the world. A large part of the joy in compiling this book has been discovering the negatives of long-lost photos of them and understanding that the person they are looking at behind the camera is Mickey, their bandmate and brother. We think you'll be knocked out by what only he could capture, and we can't wait to show you more in the months to come. So without further ado or further don't, let's get into Mickey Dolan's on the Jimmy Fallon show. And it, it, it kicks off with a thing where they're trying to decide whether to shake hands or fist bump or <laughs> whatever. So that's that's what Jimmy is going to allude to. So let's kick it off. Christine, hit that play button. You got it. My next guest is one of the Grammy-nominated members of the legendary multi-platinum group, The Monkees. He's kicking off a new tour called The Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. Please welcome Mickey Dolenz. Welcome. Uh, you know, we did the same thing backstage. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going for a fist bump or a yeah. handshake, and so I just grabbed your fist. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, welcome. Uh, you and I go way back, and I just wanted to tell this story just so that uh, you, you know how much I think about you and, and, and speak about you a lot. I was a stand-up comedian, and it's probably 1996 or 97. Seven, yeah. I was Before I was on Siren Live, I was doing stand-up. I got a gig to open for you at the Universal Amphitheater in yep. Los Angeles. So I went, I said hi to uh, you and Davey. But you, you said to me, you go, hey, uh, wh what's your name again? Is it Jimmy? I go, yeah, you go, I think you're going to, you got something there, kid. Yeah. And I go, and I go, oh, thank you so much. And Mickey, Do I'm freaking out meeting you. And you go, I'm actually directing this pilot. If you want to audition, have your manager call this guy you're working yep. with. And you gave me an audition. Uh, I don't know if the show went anywhere. No, no. All right, but it, it, 
It, I want to tell you, it built my confidence as a comedian and someone who couldn't get a gig or get a callback or anything. That little boost, that little someone believing oh, in you, really you. meant a lot to me, and I'll never forget it. And I really thank oh, you so thank much. Thank you. Very good, man. And I was freaking out because there, there's a there's another famous Jimmy who opened for you as well. This is a famous, <laughs> you know, the funny story. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is you look right here. Jimi Hendrix opened for you guys. Yeah. What what was Jimi Hendrix like? <laughs> uh, wonderful, wonderful guy. I was in New York and I was uh, earlier on before he was Jimi Hendrix. And somebody said you got to go down to the Cafe Agogo, see this guitar player who's playing with John Hammond uh, band. And went down there, and sure enough, and they said he was known as this guy that plays guitar with his teeth. We were looking for an opening act, and I suggested them. Yeah. Opening for the headlining act can, can be a problem sometimes for, for the opening act. Yeah. Well, it was, I'm not kidding, it was, Publix, come in my brain. Yeah, yeah. We want Davy. We want the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, we want the monkeys. Sagan, me. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible nightmare oh, for Jimmy. Embarrassing. Andrew. You have so many stories, and uh, you actually have an announcement that you're going to make tonight. You're actually these photos that you have throughout all the years. You're finally publishing them. Yep. It, this a is book a big, that is called. That's a big deal. <laughs> a book coming out in November called "I'm Told I Had a Good Time." <laughs> that is a great title right there. That is fantastic. I'm told. So a, true. <laughs> I, I, I'd be, uh, I kick myself if I didn't ask. Cause I know you're going on tour. You're about to play. Uh, the, the, you're you're yep. celebrating the monkeys. Yep. But I would, uh, I would uh, kick myself if I didn't ask if you would like to. Can you sing something? Oh, I, I'd love before? to. I'd love to. I'm sorry. I can't because I need a tambourine to sing. And I. Mickey Dolan's, ladies and gentlemen, last train to Clarksville. Take the last train to Clarksville. I'll meet you at the station. And be here by 4.30. I made your reservation. Don't get slow. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. And I don't know if I'm ever coming home. Mickey Dolan's right there, ladies and gentlemen. Take four tickets to the monkey. Celebrated by Mickey Dolan's. Go to MickeyDolan's.com. More tonight, though. After the break, stick around. Take the So it was short, it was sweet, and more importantly, it hit the points that it needed to have, uh, you know, in, in order to be a, a good promotional vehicle for the tour and the upcoming book and for Mickey himself. You know, this was a really good reminder to a whole audience that, hey, Mickey's out there doing it.
Right. You know, I, I always admire um, Jimmy Fallon, his ability to be gracious and a fan uh, while also being an interviewer. Um, so I appreciated especially, you know, the story that he told about how Mickey gave him some encouragement and, and actually kind of a break when, you know, in the pre-Saturday Night Live days of Mickey, or I'm um, sorry, especially in the pre-Saturday Night Live days of Jimmy's career. Uh, you know, it it also highlights how Mickey is not just, you know, oh, hey, that guy from that band that, you know, only lasted a couple of years in the 60s, which I think is some well, how some people view him. Um, but overall, the performance, I agree, it was fun. It was funny. It was touching. And, uh, you know, we got to see we got to see a lot of uh, Mickey's personality and he got to sing, which is yeah. Always a cool thing to see. And I loved how he said, well, if I'm going to sing, I need a tambourine. You know, that was that was a fun little moment. Yeah. You know, yes, you're right. It highlights uh, Mickey's wit. Uh, and, you know, he, he can whether it was a scripted line that he delivered well or if it was an ad lib, uh, you know, it uh, it's always fun to see Mickey off the cuff, so to speak. Yeah. And I'd like to send a shout out to Cap'n Kirk. That's right. Uh, he does the guitars and the vocals on uh, the roots. And he was doing that high as the song was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was that was very cool. And, you know, those guys love so much music. And it's it's always apparent, like whenever they get to play with a member of Kiss or a member of the Monkees or anything like that. It, to them, it's just as important as if it was Bruce Springsteen or anybody, you know, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, whoever. Sure. They love music. And, and and these are, you know, the bands that you mentioned, their connections to their childhood as well as ours. And uh, that always strikes a special chord. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, when, when you can honor and live in that moment again. Um and that's, you know, that's always fun to see, no matter who it is. Uh, and they're such consummate professionals, obviously, that uh, they can they can play anything. Um, and uh, so it was always it's always a lot of fun. Agreed 100 percent. And so, you know, instantly it's available on YouTube. You know, it's it's so different. You know, nowadays when records come out, you have to order them in advance because it's it's not like the old days where there's a million of these things printed and you can just walk into Kmart. Right. Right. It's a different world. And it used to be that you would set your VCR. So some people set their VCRs. Some people set their DVRs. Some people waited till it was on YouTube. So, uh, and it was, it was up <laughs> seconds after it was yeah. uh, aired, literally. Yeah, that's right. They do the same thing with Saturday Night Live now. You know, as soon as a segment is aired, it, it almost appears online because people will instantly go look for it. Uh, so it's very cool. And, you know, fan reaction has been pretty good. And it's, it's, you know, I'm sure at some point people will be upset that it was, you know, limited in its time and scope. But, you know, Mickey got in some of his best lines, but, it, you know, we didn't hear and not anything ones, about Shrek. So I yes, was happy. I was going to say, not, not uh, some of his best lines, but not the ones that we've heard a lot. Mm. Yeah, that was great. 
um, yeah, it, it, I think I agree with you, you know, oh, it could have been longer. Oh, he could have been the, the first guest out. Oh, you know, we, we all have our wish lists of, of any time, uh, the monkeys are featured anywhere. We always want more, more, more. Right. Um, but the fact that he actually got, came out, sat down, talked with Jimmy for a good bit and then got to perform both, uh, you know, it scratched both of those itches for me. Absolutely. And there's some reaction from a monkeys fan. Uh, some, uh, Andrew Sandoval, maybe you've heard of him. Oh. Uh, he, he wrote right <laughs> after the appearance, a huge night for Mickey Dolans and for the fledgling Beatland book imprint. Miraculously, Jimmy Fallon welcomed Mickey on the tonight show to talk about the book project. We've been collaborating on since 2019. He shows us four of Mickey's incredible images, but there are peaks of more and more info in the book at beatlands.com. The book I'm told I had a good time. The Mickey Dolan's Archive Volume 1 is currently in the editing and design phase. And he says, speaking as a fan as well as the editor slash publisher, getting to share the riches of all that Mickey saved for decades is truly a dream project. Tonight, I'm seeing our work come closer to the finish line, and it is a great feeling. Nevertheless, there is more work to do before we head out on the special April tour. The headquarters songs are sounding great, and like the last tour we did, there will be no doubt the elements will not be repeated. I can't urge you enough to consider buying a ticket for one of these shows. I am grateful that we have so many fans that still love the music and the wonderful musicians and crew to bring the show to you. I am so appreciative of Mickey on a number of levels. Here's to more good times on the road ahead. And here is a clip of the Mickey Dolan's band practicing for the headquarters tour. Oh yeah, this is a cool one.
So there you go. That's great. I'm very excited. I've got my tickets. If any of our listeners are in the Minneapolis area and you want to come up and say hi to me, you can find me at that show. And whether we say hi or you're just out there at one of the shows, have a great time. Soak all of this up. Um, We never know when it may be the last time. And uh, don't don't miss out. If there's any way possible that you can get to one of the shows, do it. If there's any way possible that you can get uh, the book, I'm Told I Had a Good Time, the Mahid Olin's Archives, Volume 1, get it. You won't regret it. And 7A's releases. Oh my gosh, there is so much for a Monkees fan, even today. <laughs> New and great stuff happening all the time. It's amazing. So we will be back soon here on Zilch. Uh, we want to thank you for listening today. And this is just a real quick one. And uh, Sarah's working on another Monkeys 101. And we've got other things in the hopper, more things mm-hmm. in production. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We hope that you take this time to remember Peter, Davey, Mike, and uh, look forward to Mickey. And it is just uh, great to be part of this with you. So we want to thank you for listening to Zilch, a podcast full of monkeys. Anything else? Spread the love, make the connections, keep smiling. We're all in this together. We love you guys. And say, see ya, Christine. See ya, Christine. All right. <laughs> and that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fancy made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. <laughs>